Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today's show is about me. We're calling it the best cupcakes ever show. That's not hype. Our special guest... (laughs) No, it is not hype. That is a genuine sentiment. Our guest chef is Jane McAnellan. We're just using Mac. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Jane Mac. It's Jane Mac. That goes along with the Mary Mac bake house. Exactly. I'm sorry. I slipped up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Grand day. The least professional set I've ever worked on. I'm sorry. I'm... I, there was a disclaimer about pro- being professional and all that stuff. I'm not professional at all. I've actually been told that in emails. I'm very unprofessional. That solidifies the sentiment that I am actually very unprofessional. Well, I'm only here because you're family, so... Oh, great! Anyway, well, that means we don't have to pay her! Would you like <laughs> to promote your Twitter before um, we get started? Yes, you can follow me on at boldlyjane. That's boldly Jane on Twitter. Instagram, probably Pinterest, other things, Google Plus. Or Just search for it and see if it's on the on Instagram. You of can your see um, Jane's awesome foods that she prepares and also purchases, and she is also available. What's the um, site that you do the food? Uh, oh, my website. Um, the one that you do the oh, food dish on dish. Yes. Oh, if you have or would like to download dish D Y S H, it is a app where you can rate dishes from different restaurants, and it's very cool and fun with little cartoons and bread. So I'm also boldly Jane on there. Uh, the link is in my Instagram bio, so just check that out. She understands branding. <laughs> also, if you're interested in all the kinds of cupcakes cakes I make, you can check them out on jane.red slash cupcakes. That's dot R-E-D. I snatched up that domain while it was available. Very, very cool. Jane is currently actually mixing up her cupcakes, which is that little noise you hear in the background. Yes. Of the her wooden spoon rapidly flying around the bowl, whipping things about. Oh, yeah. You just got to make sure everything's good and, and well beaten before you start to combine. Um, so I guess that's my first tip for making cupcakes. Um, most of the time, not all of the time, when you're making um, a cake or cupcakes, anything uh, from that like genre of baking, you have one bowl of wet ingredients, one bowl of dry ingredients, and then um, usually milk or <laughs> cream, very rarely water. You're using water in a cupcake. I don't know what's wrong with you. Yes, um, we were not talking to you if you use that's, water. And then, that's if you're in college and are out of milk. The absolute last step is combining all those ingredients together. Um, and it's very important at that stage not to overmix anything because you'll beat the air right out. Um, usually, again, when you're making a recipe, follow the instructions. Baking is a science and an art, so it's important to follow both ratios and know when the uh, directions are stupid and then when it inevitably fails to follow them the next time. Um. <laughs> See, this is probably where my issue lies with Jello. Oh my gosh, Mom. But the Jello instructions work. For she, but you see like they're going to work, so don't right. deviate. Right. They don't seem correct. So when I try to adjust them, then my Jello fails, and I just. But it's, but it's, wouldn't you learn from this? Oh well, 
it didn't work when I adjusted, I should just follow the ingredients next time, uh, the instructions next time. This particular... That's a stupid idea, Anna. (laughs) Speaking of instructions, (laughs) this particular cupcake um, has butter in the mix, which isn't super common. It's not uncommon, but most of the time you have like an oil or uh, just milk and eggs in it. But uh, in this one, you cream together sugar or uh, brown sugar, butter, and eggs for your wet ingredients. Notice vanilla isn't in that group. The vanilla is actually mixed into the milk for the uh, later steps. So something I failed to do, but that you should always remember to do, is like, just right now, go get some butter out of your fridge. You're probably going to be baking later. Just get the butter out. You're going to need butter. Uh, which I didn't do, even though I knew this was happening all day. I kept <laughs> not getting the butter out. Um, and what's nice about letting butter reach room temperature, not using a microwave, is a lot of times when you microwave it, it'll be uh, melty already on the ends and still hard in the middle. So it's a little harder to beat at the beginning. It's not a deal breaker. You just have to be a little more careful. Right, right. Then, and also on a hot day like this, you also have to be careful that it's not melting at what temperature your room is. And uh, I just want to add here that Jane's recipe will be available on um, our Facebook page, Mary Mac Bakehouse, and then we'll also put links to that on our Twitter accounts in the kitchen with Mary Mac and Mary Mac Bakehouse, so you can find that recipe. And these cupcakes are called... They are a brown sugar cupcake with chocolate chip cookie dough icing. These are like... Everyone who has these cupcakes, like people will say, oh, I'm not really a cupcake fan, or I don't really eat cake, and then they eat one of these cupcakes, and then they're calling me and uh, leaving messages on my phone about how they need these cupcakes. So these are a really good cupcake. They're not <laughs> overly sweet. There's just a tiny bit of drugs in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you can always take the drugs out if you're taking them to, like, a church party. Um, but... They're, they're actually not a... Uh, the cake itself isn't a particularly sweet cake. It's a very nice... Um, dense. It's brown it sugar. Very, yes. very homemade. The, uh, it's a very, it's very good cake. Muffiny, but it's not. Mu- it's not muffiny in texture. No, um, not at all. But it has that just. It's a very breakfasty tasting cupcake, uh, to my mind. And we have put maple icing on top because we're just and, the best. Uh, little pieces of bacon. Yeah. Also, uh, that was an awesome cupcake that those day. Those were good cupcakes. Um, <laughs> but something to keep in mind if you're not someone who makes a lot of cupcakes, and it, particularly with this recipe, uh, brown sugar is denser than uh, white granulated sugar because there's molasses in it. That's what gives it the brown. So it's stickier and it's denser. And it doesn't pose much of an issue when you're beating the uh, butter into it. But when you add the eggs, it can look really weird and not right for a very long time. <laughs> and something to remember at that stage is you have to just keep going and just keep beating it because it will start to look right eventually. Um, we'll be posting a picture of what the final texture should look like for that stage. But it's going to look goofy just because it's a little more difficult to beat in. Just keep going. For that particular stage... And most of the time cooking, if you just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, it'll start to look right when you're making meringues and whooping up egg whites. Just keep going and it'll eventually start to look right. And if you're there for 45 minutes and it doesn't, maybe that's the time to, like, Google that one up. So you could say, keep calm and carry on, then? I would never say that. <laughs> oh, I just bought, I just bought a rubber scraper the other day. I keep forgetting to give it to you. It's a 
it has the keep calm and carry on crown and like font and everything, and it says keep calm and bake on. See, you guys see? Nervous. See, it's probably like a Mary Berry scraper, huh? Another thing no. to keep <laughs> in mind when you're making a cupcake that has the wet, dry milk incorporation, this is something that I've read and still don't understand why it works better. Um, but when you're mixing things like that, you always start and end with your dry ingredients. So, for example, this makes a dozen cupcakes. Uh, so I put in about a third of the dry, which is the flour and baking soda and baking powder and salt, in, and then half of my milk and uh, vanilla mixture. And I so I incorporated the flour first, then I incorporated the milk, flour, milk, flour, and and that's where I am now. So it's a much denser, thicker mix than a lot of cake mixes it because it has the butter, it has the brown sugar, it has a li- it has less flour than you would expect too because a lot of that uh, structure will come from the two eggs and the fact that you're using something like brown sugar which has already is a, a lot more structured. So science is fun. I don't super understand it, but if you want to look into the reasons um, I'll tweet the link that I have about why that's important. You can go back and find it, I guess. <laughs> she's, she's much more professional with her baking <laughs> skills than I am with mine. Oh, yes. Oh, and again, remember, when you're at the stage where you're mixing everything together at the very end, don't overmix. Once it's incorporated and you don't see any lumps of flour, then that's the time to stop because you right. will just, by overmixing at this stage, you'll take all the work you put into it by combining the dry ingredients, fluffing them up, and definitely creaming the butter, sugar, and eggs. You'll just undo all your hard work. And it'll come out flat. Yes. Not rise well. And you use a wooden spoon and a rubber scraper to do this instead of a mixer. Is there a specific reason for that? Well, I have used a mixer to make cupcakes in the past, and I just like the control that this gives me, um, because I feel like once you've been, like, I'm... I've been baking since I was probably like eight. I've been specifically making cupcakes for the past four or five years as like the main thing, my go-to. So you get to the point where you know your recipes well enough to know when things are done, when when everything's ready. So if you want to like get to that point making cupcakes, you want to be able to feel it. Um, and that's something that the electric mixer will take away. And also, you run the risk, definitely, of overbeating things when you're using an electric mixer, which isn't a problem with icing. I still don't use it for icing most of the time. Sometimes I use a hand mixer. If you're like me and, and really enjoy the process of baking, you'll probably find it more enjoyable. I rarely, hands. I rarely use a mixer. Um, I like the one thing I've noticed, especially with icings. If you're doing an icing, like for the cinnamon rolls, um, an electric mixer puts so much air into the icing that it tends to collapse on them, That's and right. they can um, they'll melt a little bit sooner. I mean, it does odd things to them. And um, for a cake, like if you're doing frosting for a cake, you want it to be whipped up a little bit more. Uh, but like especially decorator icing, you do not want all that air in there. It, I mean, I know a lot of bakeries do that, but it just it's very hard for the home decorator to make an icing, especially with an electric mixer, and get it the right consistency for decorating. It's a lot easier to do it with a wooden spoon because you can really feel it. And a lot of times if I have to use a whisk for um, 
any part of the process. If there's just eggs and sugar, I like using a whisk. A whisk. Um, but with butter, I definitely like using a wooden spoon better because it makes the process a lot easier. And I feel like you gotta get a lot smoother final um, product than you do with a whisk, which incorporates a lot more air. Which is right, nice. You want more air for something. You know, yeah, you have exactly. To use the right tool for the job. I think that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing you want to use that's the right tool for the job. Um, can I get those out? The cupcake cups. Another hot tip: make sure all your ingredients are out beforehand, which I did do today. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> uh, because I can't tell you. I probably could tell you thinking about it. How many times I've started to make something, assuming all the ingredients were to be had, uh, only to find that some essential piece of the puzzle was gone. Um, For example, in college, once I was making pancakes from a pancake box, and I had the poured and everything ready to go to open my fridge and find that I had no more milk. So I made pancakes using coffee creamer and uh, go-gurt. What? (laughs) <laughs> well, water if you don't have milk. That sounds interesting. I think I did put some water Coffee in. Coffee, creamer, and yogurt. And they were not good. Um, <laughs> Surprise! I also once made icing with coffee creamer. Uh, same same dorm room, same coffee creamer. It was Irish cream. It was no good. The icing was very bad. <laughs> but, yeah, just... And it also reduces uh, your time mixing everything up because you have everything out. You're ready to go. Nothing's waiting. Nothing's sitting for too long. And you'll find some people who say it's better to have eggs at room temperature. Is this the small scoop? That's the middle scoop. Did you want the big scoop or the little scoop? Oh, I think I need the big scoop. Yeah, I thought that's what you needed. Yeah. It gets confusing, James. Another thing is if you're easily confused, sometimes you can just mess everything up all at once. <laughs> you're fine. It's oh. all good. <laughs> you're fine. Um, and that's the fun thing about baking, too, is if you're doing it for fun, then it's fun. Like, don't worry about having a perfect end result. Don't worry about things looking weird. Because, honestly, it's all about experimenting because... You would have just have vanilla cupcakes with vanilla icing if no one ever changed anything. Mm-hmm. Like, when we get to the icing, you'll definitely find that because cake, cupcakes, baking is really more of the science side where you need to have ratios right, you need to have the process right, you have to incorporate things in the right order. When it comes to icing, particularly uh, fun novelty icings like this, it's really more about taste. Um, and for these, for when I make cupcakes, another thing, hot tip, you definitely want to preheat the oven before you start scooping the cupcakes. Uh, I normally don't bother doing it before I start mixing anything, because then, especially on a day like this where it's, what, like 88 degrees at the hottest? Oh, yeah, I think it was supposed to hit 90. Then you're just heating up your house for an extra, what, like... 15 minutes, where, especially today, we're making this um, after eating dinner, so the oven was already hot, and it'll take less time, so it's really not worth getting your oven preheated when you know it's going to take you an extra 20 minutes past that to have everything ready to go, and especially, this is a really solid, really easy to scoop mix, but uh, the chocolate 
cupcake recipe I use is very, very wet, like way, 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 way more liquidy than you think it should be. Again, sometimes things look weird and that's fine. Mm -hmm. For example, we did a podcast about pies and talked about Toll House Pie. We were talking about this the other day. It looks absolutely disgusting when you're mixing everything together. But once it's baked, it's delicious. Exactly. So it's, don't trust how it looks until after it's done baking. And again, we'll have the process <laughs> photos up for this so you can uh, check against them. And we used brown eggs, so they have sort of a yellowy tinge just because the yolk is darker. Um, and that's another tip. If you are making vanilla cupcakes and you want to have like a really pure snowy white, they have uh, these things, this clear vanilla, which I have used very rarely. I think I only used it once when I was in a pastry arts class um, that gives you that nice snowy effect. And if you do have eggs in it, uh, don't don't buy cage-free eggs. Don't buy brown eggs because um, the white shelled eggs have a much paler yellowy yolk and that mm -hmm. cuts down on discoloration. I like the yellowy stuff myself. Yeah. Well, um, if it's like, especially like, um, you have chickens and you're using the eggs, the yolks are going to be like orange. Exactly. So if you're making a really light color, it'll affect it. If it's like this is a brown batter, it's not going to affect the color that much. Exactly. Um, and that applies with everything you're using eggs in. And now. this is a very dense batter, so when you're scooping it into the cups like I just did, it'll still be sort of mounted up in the shape of the scoop. Um, don't worry about it. Don't feel like you have to push it down. There's so much butter in them that as soon as they're in the oven, they'll sink right down. It'll almost look like a chocolate chip cookie baking, how the edges will be um, very, very molten and everything else will still look solid and doughy. So we're about to pop these in the oven and tune back in for icing time. Now we're going to take a brief advertising break. Would you like to plug anything? Uh, yes. I was able to be a guest on the G Jagoff podcast from beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, my job... Moon. Okay. <laughs> beautiful Moon Township, right across <laughs> the road from the airport, where all the cargo places are. And the speed limit is only 40 miles an hour, and people tailgate you, and it's all under construction, and it was horrifying. However, we were able to get to the Talent Network Studios and record a podcast... And I was asked to defend the honor of the strawberry mm -hmm. jello salad, and I did. <laughs> except, well, you'll have to listen to it and find out what happened. But jello salads are going to be the next big thing. Trust me on this one. Jello salad. Food of the people. Food of the people. The sound you're hearing is the sound of butter getting the <laughs> whipped out of it. <laughs> when it comes to icing, this particular icing. It starts off pretty unassuming, like any other buttercream. Now, sometimes... It's unassuming icing. If I'm making... It's not like some pompous windbag icing. Yeah, exactly. It's just a real... Like a fondant. Good, it's a good old boy icing. When I'm making icing for decorating, a lot of times I'll do an either 50-50 uh, ratio of Crisco to butter, or I'll just throw a little bit of Crisco in just to give it some hold, especially in the summer when things melt. But for this, I'm just doing straight butter. And I always mix in the uh, vanilla at this stage. I have no idea why. It's just a habit at this point, probably. 
and you want to get that butter really, really whipped, um, because a lot of times, if your butter's still a little stiff, if it's not completely at room temperature, you don't want any chunks left in it. You want it to be completely smooth, so that when you're uh, beating the powdered sugar in, you don't have to worry. It'll just be nice and smooth. You don't have to beat anything out after you've already started. That's a that's a good life lesson. Make sure you have a solid foundation before you start adding the sweet. Oh, I thought it was going to be about beating stuff. Yeah, beat all your enemies up before you <laughs> douse them in powdered sugar. Uh, something you're going to find me doing here, making the icing, and that I did do with the batter is taste along the way. Because if the batter tastes good before you put it in the oven, it'll probably taste good coming out. And if you taste that something's off, that it's too salty, or that it, it, the texture is really, really wrong, and it's a recipe you're familiar with, and something tastes off, it's likely you made a mistake along the way, and you might have time to correct it if you know enough about baking to do that. Or a lot of times, if you forget something, if you forget to put salt in, if you forget to put eggs in, that's the time where you can kind of fix it before you put it in the oven. So I always recommend tasting things along the way and before you're in the final stages. Icing is very, it's, icing's weird to make. A lot of people like making it in a uh, mixing stand. I'm, again, using just a wooden spoon because it's a texture thing for me. And I like seeing if it's too stiff if I have to add milk before adding another ingredient. And that's something you can tell with a hand beater, kind of, um, but can't really tell with a stand mixer. Now, a way to make icing easier, to make making icing easier, is alternate your powdered sugar and milk because that way it just stays smoother it's a lot easier to incorporate the powdered sugar and I think you get a lot better end texture than you do if you would uh, add all the milk at the end and if you're tasting along the way you know that you're getting too sweet if you're uh, not getting the creamy texture you want before you have to make ten times the icing you wanted to make trying to correct everything um, and something, the original recipe I got for this icing came with the cupcake recipe. And I went by the recipe so many times, and I ended up with exactly twice as much icing as I would need to make the amount of cupcakes in the recipe. Well, that's interesting. So, I cut it down now so that I don't end up with just gallons of icing in the fridge, which we already have from previous cupcake and cake adventures. We have a lot of icing in our freezer. Yeah. We are well stocked. If there is ever an icing emergency, we are the people to call. Exactly. If you have a shortage, give us a tweet. Help, I'm out of blue icing. Why, we've got a container in our freezer, right? Would now. you like cream cheese icing or regular icing? Toasted marshmallow icing? We have all encountered icing. We all know what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to taste like. So trust your gut over a recipe with icing. <laughs> um... <laughs> Now, I'm a very poor judge of how much icing I need for cupcakes. Don't worry. Extra icing is delicious on graham crackers. Yeah. It's weird. It's good. It's really good. Well, we do have extra uniced cupcakes still from... Yeah, but I ate one You'll them. never have enough. So... I mean, you'll, you'll never have a... a what am I, was too I much. To say? You'll, you'll never have, never have too much, much icing. icing. 
You literally and you'll never make the right amount cool. of icing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but we can always put it in yet another little container and set it in the freezer. We just freezer. got a new freezer. Yes. Well, that's true. We can fill that one with icing. The buttercream's almost done. Now, this icing, do you not also put flour in? Yes, that's the that's coming up. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, no. I, I'm sorry I jumped the shark. You truly what? did. That's <laughs> not what that is. That's not what it is, but you know, I think we did anyway on this podcast when we made friggin' Irish potato candy. No, we jumped the shark on this podcast when we made a bridal shower gift, because that's not a food, and there was no food involved. Wait a second. Was it jumping the shark mean skipping ahead? No! It means means doing something completely unrelated to try to bring up, like, popularity. When the fawns jumped over a shark in Happy Days. Yeah, that's what it's a reference to. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. I thought it was like <laughs> Sharknado reference yeah, or something like that. We're learning more and more every day. Jeez. Alright, now we get to the fun part. The buttercream's done. It tastes how like a regular icing should. Now we start adding the things that make it a cookie dough icing. So, what you need is your flour, your brown sugar, vanilla, salt, and milk. Adding those in. There's measurements... There's measurements. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I kind of just go like we laugh at measurements. <laughs> oh, and this isn't nearly as much chemistry as the baking part. If your brown sugar has been in the fridge, you might have some lumps in it. So try to avoid those. And if you can, use a fresh room temperature bag because it's less likely to have clumped up in that time. That was very recently room temperature. That hasn't yes. been in the fridge for very long. And Maybe like a half hour. Follow the measurements at first, because they are a lot lower than I normally end up using. And don't be afraid to add more. Um, just be careful with the salt and brown sugar, because you can definitely go overboard She with literally those. just added a pinch. A two pinch pinches. Of salt. Okay. There's two pinches. A pinch and a half. Pinches of salt. And I always add the milk in at this point, because I think it makes, especially the flour, uh, incorporate a little easier then maybe it would have if I uh, did this and then added milk. Um, I don't know how true that is. Maybe it just makes me feel better. But, you know, just bake your emotions right out of it with the cake. Use your tears to add salt. Bake your emotions. <laughs> bake your emotions. And, and for more on that, watch Waitress the movie or see Waitress the musical on Broadway. It's all about baking We're your emotions. We're plugging so much stuff. You know. And tasting is very important at this stage. Make sure everything's very thoroughly incorporated because you're going to have some trouble with your brown sugar again, getting that really, really incorporated. And it's harder to tell if the flour's fully incorporated. So icing's where you can really beat it. You're not going to overmix it with just a wooden spoon. You're really going to get a good texture regardless of how long you beat it. Because I make this a lot, I did add enough that it tastes pretty much like cookie dough. I always like to have a second opinion, so let's dig in. Can I be the third opinion? Yes. Go ahead. Mmm. It does. Isn't that weird? Delicious! Yeah. Now, you want to... That is I really weird how it tastes like cookie dough. added probably twice as much as I say in the recipe, but I like it to be enough cookie dough that someone just eating the cupcake not knowing what it was would be like, this tastes like cookie dough. You don't want it to be like so much stuff in it that it's the texture of cookie dough. You don't want that stiffness. Uh, and you don't want so little that you have to explain to people what it is. Just try to find just enough that when you eat it, you can taste it. Is my advice. 
So it's really normally it's guess and check. This came out really, really good. I guess I'm just an expert and really good at everything I've ever done. But you know, some of you won't be so humble. Wow, (laughs) so humble, incredibly humble. So cupcakes are cooling, icing's ready to go. Um, When I ice, I don't use a tip for this cupcake because I just do a very basic swirl with an icing bag. With an icing bag. Um, I like using icing bags because I think you have a lot more control about uh, what it looks like and how much is going on each cupcake because you can really, again, feel it out much much better than you can spooning and spreading it on. Um, but I try to cut off the first probably three quarters of an inch of the bag to make a wide enough hole to ice them. And then I just uh, press in chocolate chips. I tried like dipping them in chocolate chips, but the icing is on the thicker side, so it all kind of came off. You just poke um, in like seven chocolate chips. Just like do it so it still looks like chocolate chip cookie dough. If you want to get a little more fancy, um, I haven't tried this, but I've been thinking about it. Leveling the icing off. There's all kinds of t- tutorials online on how to uh, ice your cupcakes so that the icing is flat. And then you can either roll the edges in mini chocolate chips or dip the top in mini chocolate chips. Or you can incorporate mini chocolate chips right into your icing and pipe it on. Probably will make it way more difficult to pipe. I still like just using the regular uh, semi-sweet chips. I don't use milk chocolate. I use semi-sweet because I think it makes it taste a lot more like cookie dough. Right, yeah. And other ways to tweak the recipe that I haven't done, but um, if you do it, like, be sure to tell me how it works. Because uh, I want to try it if it goes well for you. But you can get a very small scoop raw cookie dough, drop it into the center of your cupcake before you bake it, and bake it, and then you'll have a cookie center. You can also uh, make little cookies, stick them on top, or just buy cookies. Honestly, just buy a roll of Nestle's cookie dough, drop little bits in, tell me how that goes. But there's all sort of ways to customize this, make it your own. Um, don't be afraid to tweak the recipe. It is really, really buttery. You'll notice uh, when they come out of the pan, there's almost like an oil on the bottom because they're just so, so buttery. So if you want to cut back on that, try mixing the ratios up. Try making your icing taste more like cookie dough. Try making it taste more subtle. Just mix it up. Send us pics. I'm at Jane on Instagram and on Twitter. At MaryMacMixes on Twitter and maybe Instagram. I don't know. Are you not on Instagram? We're at Boldly Jane at Mary Mac Mixes. And if you and just look at those up, Animac and Graphics. at Animac Graphics, she can find us pretty easily. Don't follow them. Just follow me. I'm starting my own podcast. <laughs> She's hijacking the podcast. <laughs> this is now Janie Mac Cupcakes. <laughs> may want to rethink the name. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You give them an inch. Yeah, don't invite me back. They take the whole show. Oh, yeah, sorry, this one is a long one, but I hope you learned a lot. If you want to try any other of my cupcake recipes, just hit me up. I don't like to post them online, but if you have questions about anything, um, you can find all the cupcakes. Well, almost all. I have to update the list on, again, jane.red slash cupcakes. So if you have any questions about how to make any of those, just hit me up. Alrighty, and then we'll have pictures available of the finished cupcake. And uh, thank you for listening today if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you. (laughs)